Welcome back to After a Few Podcast Super Bowl recap coming up. Uh, NCAA football is back. We are so excited. Here we go. How ridiculous. This guy's serious right now. It's a little incoherent. What's happening? Throwing bangers out. OH! Here we go. All right, so Soul 55, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, went basically how everybody didn't think it was going to happen. I think everybody thought Pat Mahomes was going to win. Uh, Chiefs minus three coming out. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I mean, I had the Bucks going into this game, to be honest, just because you don't bet against the GOAT. Um, that, that's correct. You know, it was... Tom Brady's performance was impressive. Don't get me wrong, but the defense and Tom Brady, you know, contributed with the offense, but the defense is really what won them that game in the end um, with shutting down Mahomes and the high octane Kansas City offense like nobody else has this season. I mean, that's really what it came down to. Yeah, Tom made it look way too – he was almost methodical with it. Their run game was really going apart. Um, Ronald Jones got him going with a like a just a burst right off the bat, then um, mixing in some play action. Once they didn't know what was going on, Fournette started running all over him. Uh, Gronk, two touchdowns. Antonio Brown caught a touchdown. Um, yeah, all, all of Tom Brady's for, friends def- had had touchdowns. All the guys that he wanted on the team for Nat Gronk and, and Antonio Brown. I thought that was funny. Yeah, the funny the funniest part was so Antonio Brown's touchdown uh, netted him seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus for a Super Bowl touchdown um, built into the contract. So that's kind of you know it was kind of like. I think that on week 17 to like get I forget what it was. So they got he he just kept getting guys bonuses and everything else. You know, you kind of see that in the league. It's kind of cool. But Gronk two touchdowns. I'm telling you what. That defense though for Tampa Bay, Mahomes was like running 30 yards back and like praying to God he just got it back to the line of scrimmage for a no intentional grounding. It was it was a uh, a performance. I mean, ain't nothing you can say it's a goat. Uh the best part about it probably the streaker so <laughs> the streaker obviously the streaker comes on it <laughs> obviously because the game was over but if if you were even watching it at the time you know fourth quarter um streaker comes on the field the funny thing about it is a day later it comes out that uh the streaker had put seven bets um throughout vegas or throughout just some bookies and betting on a streaker at plus seven, plus seven, that basically means if you bet a thousand dollars on this and it hits, they're going to pay you seven thousand five hundred dollars. Do you it's see what I'm saying? How 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 crazy this is? So here's the situation: him and his buddy go. They get a ticket. They each get a ticket. Um, his buddy goes on the field before him, kind of dancing around, looking like, "Hey!" So all the security guards go like, make sure he doesn't get. Got to provide well. the distraction. So there's the distraction. Well, the whole thing about it was there was literally cutouts in the Super Bowl and then people around them. So there was probably, honest to God, more security guards than people, if you think about it, because the security guards at the end of the day were still going to be on the field protecting all the players, yada, yada, after the game. So 
and they weren't letting that many fans in, so you got to think it was a crazy ratio. Well, they get this other guy on the field. He distracts them. Then this other guy makes a run for it because you know if that guy doesn't do that on the field, um, the way that Vegas basically puts it into the bet, like it has to be perfect. Like if that guy doesn't make it onto the field, they are not counting that and paying it. Right. So the so the dude bets this, ends up clearing three hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. He he uh, gives his buddy twenty grand. He um, basically it was a thousand dollars for each of them to get out. So he paid for him and his buddy to get out of jail. It's just like one of those two thousand twenty one stories. Like how can we make money? We got to think about this, people. Like there's, I, I I'll tell you one thing though, Scott. That bet will never be ever in the Super Bowl again on any prop bet board ever. That was going to be my next question because, you know. It, since I'm assuming the guy actually got got paid out now, right? But I'd imagine that uh, I'd be I'd be afraid that there'd be guys out there wanting to break my kneecaps with baseball bats after that one. Because I don't care you what know. you say. Like if you're a bookie and that guy did that to you, you got to be like, bro, that is the ballsiest, smartest thing of all time. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it is pretty genius. I mean, that, that's that's a lot of money. Like I definitely personally, I would have done that for a lot less for sure. To get out of it like what what's your threshold for for doing that like how much money would it take like obviously i think most people are gonna say three hundred seventy five thousand dollars definitely but like like seriously because i know i have a job that if i was to get like arrested and like make money like he would just laugh and be like wow that's awesome but um probably 50 grand i would go do it i dude that would take some adrenaline, though. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you just got to keep your eye on the prize the whole time. Be like, all right, this is going to be worth, you know, in his case, $375,000. Like, yeah, I know. Screw it. But you know, here, here's, a, here's a question for you. So, yeah. Americans consume how many pounds of cheese during the Super Bowl? How many million pounds? You guess. How many million pounds of cheese? How much cheese. cheese is too much cheese? Any amount of cheese. <laughs> Always sunny. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Charlie Day would be the one to answer this question. Yep. Um, oh, boy. I don't know. Well, like, assuming there's what, like 320-some million people in America, how many of them actually watch the Super Bowl? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just going to throw a shot in the dark out there. How many millions of pounds of cheese... I'm going to say 25 million. 20 million, pretty close. Hey, not I do bad. want to touch on something other than uh, the Super Bowl, though. Football Real Defensive Player of the Year. Um, <laughs> now, I just want to know, in your opinion, is this big name bias over TJ Watt? I mean, Aaron Donald's the man. I get that. Like, people double team him. I understand. Like, that is why you are the man. But. When your stats do not compare to T.J. Watt and you win Defensive Player of the Year, I got a problem. Here's the stat difference. Tackles, T.J. Watt, 53. Aaron Donald, 41. Sacks, T15. Donald, 13.5. Tackles for loss, 23-12. to 12. Pressures, 55-42. to 42. QB hits, 41-26. to 26. Force fumbles was the only category that Donald won 4-2. And uh, pass defenses interceptions he had one i i don't get it here like what's going on 
Yeah, that's a crazy stat line. Uh, I think there's somebody out there that can say that there isn't some sort of big name bias. I mean, generally, you would argue, you could argue maybe um, being an impact player on the team and like how far your team got, but I don't think that applies in this situation. So you can pretty much rule that out. And if you're just looking purely at the stat line, I don't, I don't see how Aaron Donald gets that over TJ Watt other than it being a big name bias situation. Yeah. Well, I, I got to hear your thoughts on uh, the Trevor Bauer sign in uh, L.A. So he goes to the Reds basically for a, a year, gets traded from the Indians. Um, he ends up signing for the Dodgers for some ungodly amount. Come to find out, it's more than the Indians' entire payroll. Former Indian, they let go of Lindor. Who else they got? They ain't got no one left. They got guys left. Give me a break. You've got uh, J Ram still there. You've got Fran Mill Reyes. You've got you've. They still have guys. They okay, have, but what's what's going? They on? have the like, Cy Young Award winning Shane Bieber. Give me a break. They still have guys. Th this is my problem with baseball. I agree that the NBA is ridiculous. Like you're getting three to four NBA All Stars on a team, and you're playing against other guys. I agree that's ridiculous. But for the fact of the matter that the Dodgers can have a 400 and some thou million payroll and the Indians are only spending like $40 million this year. That is absolutely ridiculous. And you know why they're doing it is because there's no fans. So this whole small market baseball, I think is going to, I just can't see it anymore. Really. I can't. The Padres are loading up. Like the Padres have been nobody. Well, guess what? When you move out there, it, when everything lines up and you can you get an owner that wants to spend money that doesn't care, these little teams are going to suffer. And I'm it's that's my gripe with baseball right now. That's the way that it's always been, um, and it's only gotten progressively worse as time has gone along and, and sports have been more um, made more money over the years, right? And yeah, it is uh, largely unfair. It's a huge imbalance, but I mean. What are you going to do about it? Unless you get somebody with a bankroll that steps up and buys the Indians, right? Like you're going to be a small market team or buys Oakland or any of these other small market teams. Listen to this. And listen to the starting five for the Dodgers. Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, David Price, and Dustin May. Are you kidding me? Right. Are you? I know. It's they have an insane rotation. I mean, the Padres are the same way because they just added uh, Darvish and Blake Snell. So here's what I'm going to well. do. So every, got every those two in Danielson Lamette. Every single game the Dodgers play this coming year, I'm just betting the over. It's going to be, they're going to think that all these pitchers are going to shut everybody. I'm just betting the over every single game and playing that strategy. How many games they play? Or what did they shorten the 162. season? 162 games. I, bet, I guarantee I go positive on these overs. <laughs> I mean, probably, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with the, you know, the Yankees have always been that way with the Steinbrenners and Dodgers and now the Padres have some money behind them. I mean, it's, uh, I'm at least excited for the, for the Padres because historically, you know, they haven't really been that, that good. And now they've got some money behind them, but I agree, like from a perspective of being able to enjoy the sport and not it being such like a lopsided, like an all-star team, yeah. basically. I mean, when you think about the Dodgers lineup and, and if you want to talk about Trevor Bauer, 
in the the contract that he just got is he worth that much no probably not in terms of value that you're going to get out of him but he just won the nl cy young he was right so, so he can command a higher price and they can he afford to pay nasty him lesser. i mean he would he he was amazing but in terms of in terms of the value the dodgers are going to get out of him He's probably not worth the forty million, but they can afford to do that because they've got guys like I don't think Bellinger's not an arbit. Is he still in his rookie contract? I don't think he's in arbitration yet. So you've got guys that are um, overperforming for what they're getting paid, and they've got m- more room where they can go out and get big name guys like uh, like Bauer. And that and just, just makes have a god like, squad basically. when the Reds or like the Indians have a chance for the playoffs. Like that just makes that season even more important because like like. The Indians were seriously good for three years, probably straight, and now they probably hit their window. Like, that was their window right there where they had guys on rookie deals. They had pitchers lined up. You know, you had Kluber. You had – who was the other dude? Um, You had two studs at least, you know. Then you had three guys that behind them that could mix it in, but your hitting was there. Now it's like – it just it just feels like, you know, the these small market teams have like one to two years they go for it and then if not they sell out. And it and it's kind of Well, a, it's true. And it it's true and it sucks because I mean, if you want to talk about so twenty sixteen World Series, the last World Series the Indians were two before that was in ninety seven. Um, yeah, and against the Marlins, but the thing is you have to take advantage of that because who knows when it's ever gonna happen again, you know? And it and that was what yeah that was exactly and, that, and that's exactly what I'm saying. It, it, yeah, it takes um, so 95 against the Braves, 97 against the Marlins because at that point, so at that point in time, you saw a common culmination of a bunch of young guys with some veterans on there that had an insane amount of talent and weren't commanding that much money. Um, you know, in the 90s with Tommy and Vizquel and um, all of those guys, Kenny Lofton, and it it takes that long and it takes some really good management of the team of a small market team to be able to build that back up as you saw you know they went to the playoffs a few times but not getting back to a series until 2016 and you're right you've only got a a very small window to do it in because your guys that are producing your younger stars are going to get too big and command too much money and they're going to go to big market teams so it's going to continue to be a problem and um and i agree it sucks being the fan of a, a small market team, it is largely unfair, and there should be some sort of salary cap, um, or the Dolans should sell the team for sell the Indians and get somebody that has deeper pockets yeah. in there, so we can actually, you know, not have to wait fifteen years between World Series. Speaking of trades, though, what do you think about the uh, the Stafford trade going to going to the Rams for Goff? That kind of it honestly kind of blew my mind that um, let's how do I put it that the Rams devalued golf that much kind of because seriously they gave up uh, two first round picks and golf for Stafford now listen Matt's been my boy but I've had him on my fantasy team like the past two years and I can't play how much of that do you think it's the environment that he's in do you think he's going to be more successful now that he's in a different environment different coaches and different players here's my thing here's my thing with that he was never publicly like trade me he played his heart out that dude played injured that dude gave everything he had so for anybody in the lions organization to say anything different is ridiculous now the next thing is that's going to energize him listen you're not in you don't live in detroit bro 
Like, imagine going from Detroit to L.A. and you don't have to worry about money. Like, if money wasn't a thing. Like, bro, are you kidding me? They are going. He is going to love life. He's going to be rejuvenated. Um, Sean McVay, I don't care what anybody says. He is a wizard. And it seems like they're trying to put together this three- to four-year window with Matt Stafford. They got, they're going to draft well. Like, they're always – it just seems like a strategic thing where – no matter what, it's a good move for the Rams because somebody has to pay golf soon. His rookie deal is going to be up. Like, why do you think? Um, why do you think that Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and all these guys don't have anybody to throw to half the time? Because when they got out of their rookie, then they needed. Well, that means that the salary cap takes a huge hit. Now you can't pay these people. But what Tom Brady is about to do, and I'm not even joking you, he is going to take a pay cut. I'm not kidding. And he is going to keep these receivers because he doesn't care. That's the, that's the craziest thing. While all these other guys are out here fighting for money, therefore, uh, yeah, I need $10 million extra. Like, Dak doesn't even know if he has a, a contract. All this crap like this. This is going on. Well, Tom Brady's like, listen, you want my advantage? Here's my advantage. I'm 43 years old. I don't really care about money. I got, I showed up to a uh, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl parade on my $2 million yacht, okay? That's what I did. Do you think I need $20 million extra a year? Listen, you don't. He's going he's gonna to do this again, and I'm telling you, they're going to win it again. I'm going to bet that next time I go to Vegas. I'm not kidding. I mean, like I said, it's tough to bet against the GOAT, but yeah, uh, it feels like with, with the Rams, they want to be their guy like right now. They're going for it right now, like you said, in the two- to three-year window. And I don't think anybody can argue that. I think Matt Stafford for, as a quarterback is probably the toughest quarterback in the NFL. No but listen, um, listen, the Lions won this trade. I don't care what anybody says in the entire world because here's why. Here's why. Matt Stafford was done in Detroit. He didn't openly publicly say it, but both sides were basically like, I have nothing left to give. And Stafford's like, I, I want to try to win right now. I'm at the end of the year. You've literally never given me a chance to win, and I need out of here. Well, in my opinion, golf might not be the guy for, for – uh, that's fine. You just got two first-round picks, and you have golf who you can trade to anybody. So it's not like it's a – it's a lose-lose situation, and even sign golf or whatever. But you're getting first-round picks out of it. Stafford won and out. I think it's a good trade for both teams. But I think the Lions won at the end of the day. Like, oh, I mean, on paper, term, they won for sure. Long-term, for sure. Well, long-term, but, I mean, what are they going to make out of it, though? You know, historically, the Lions have been bad for But that's the thing. The, they're a, a small-market team again. Like, it's not – they're at one of these teams – like, yes, you have to pay people, and yes, you, you have a salary cap, whatever, what nonsense. But, again, you still don't have to do that. <laughs> like, you don't have to. I don't know. It I, It's going to be interesting, and I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the landscape, especially, like, you're going to see bad teams are going to be on the rise because of all of these switching. You're going to see a lot of teams that have gone for it over the past years now that are going to be like, well, my quarterback's old, like my running backs, you know, or my court, like whoever wants out, whatever the case may be, it's going to open it up. The Dolphins, we've seen it this year. You know, Urban's going to the Jaguars. That's going to be awesome to watch. The Browns are back. The Bengals, if they can protect Joey Burrow, like 
it's it goes on and on. Um, Carson Wentz, they're trying to trade him. Uh, the Bears want him. So what's going to happen with Trubisky? No one knows. It's That's why I really like the NFL because it is a business at the end of the day. But if you ain't good enough, you ain't playing, bro. That's how it is. We're not hurting people's feelings here. NCAA football is coming back. Okay. So this is like now the slight, okay. slight clarification. Slight Don't clarification. get me too excited. Video college football in video game form from EA Sports is coming back. The tweet that was released made no mention of of NCAA whatsoever. Now, read into that what you will, but the preliminary uh, news that I'm hearing is that they are geared up to release a new college football video game at some point. They haven't even released a date yet. And right now they are prepared to go forward without player likenesses um, to get around, obviously, the, the problem why they stopped making it the last year which, was 2014. Which really, doesn't matter. Was which really doesn't matter at the end of the right. day because people will literally sit there and computerize rosters and then download them off the internet. So, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I'm just saying that. I mean, that that's an interesting point, though. I mean, a long-term EA's goal obviously is going to be there's legislation set to um, potentially go through this year at some point is when it's being targeted. Uh, I think m like summer into fall, something like that, um, to allow college football players to actually get paid and. Obviously, I think EA is banking on the fact that that will go through and then they can work out some sort of deal where they can right. use the actual player likenesses because that's that's really only where they're going to get the value um, out of it. Now, you're right. I mean, no offense. You can computerize. No offense. You can but... build all those custom rosters, right, and have them downloaded on the internet, but they're only really going to make the money if you have the real player likenesses on the game. Right, but I'm saying, like, no offense. You could put Larry, Moe, Curly, Phil, and Jimmy as my lineman and I could care less like we're not paying those guys I'm sorry and well well sure but I mean if you know what without, I'm saying but you know, you're paying the quarter like you're gonna pay the quarterback their playmakers and all these other dum-dums you're not playing paying the whole team there's no possible way they're gonna do that you know what I'm saying to fill out like all 82 man roster they're not gonna be like okay here's a thousand dollars for you ten thousand because you're the starting quarterback fifty thousand you know what I'm saying no, I don't think it's going to be like that. It'll probably be a similar deal to um, you know what they do with Madden in the NFL to a, to a lesser extent, right? Um, because all of the players get paid, um, I think, through the NFLPA, like at the end of the year or something, or towards the end of the year, they get their their Madden bonus or whatever, and it's a set amount. So I would imagine that it will be you know a certain number of the top, however many teams, um, and then I would imagine that you would see. You'd, I mean, you'd have to do starters both ways, right? And the way that it's done with Madden is I think it's a flat rate no matter who you are, right? I think everybody gets paid for the likeness. So I would think to they would do something similar right. in, in this. If What's they, your thoughts on, like, you know, college kids being able to make money? Like, so the argument that I have made in, in the past was that you're getting a scholarship so you're getting paid through that like a lot of these guys are you know the big name guys guys who command the money anyway however after watching the 
billions of dollars that the NCAA is making off of these kids. And we're building, you know, a $300 million building over here and, you know, whatever else, because all, all of the money that they're raking in from these kids that are performing, they absolutely should get paid something. They should get some sort of compensation outside of their scholar because it's all the fat cats sitting up at the right. top running the NCAA that have been monetizing this for years. Why should they be the ones to get the money? They're right. not doing And I heard a work. couple just uh, arguments too that was kind of interesting to me as well. So it's like even if you're a guy, say you're at Indiana, you're on Bloomington, you know, you're in Bloomington, Indiana, um, say there's a car dealership that wants you to be a part of their ad. Like why would that not be okay for a Indiana basketball player to be in there with the ad and help him sell even if they're like okay we're gonna give you two thousand dollars like at least the dude's making something now i will agree that you know they're getting all of that paid for and everything else but like their school but I mean, they're not they don't give a crap they don't well and i think i think a majority of them do not no i you're you're right and I, but i think that's part of the problem like you already have enough of a problem when you get in the nfl when you've got guys that you know spend a couple years playing college ball and as soon as they're eligible to go to the nfl um start you know making millions of dollars there um but you have the problem with kids that age you know when you're 22 21 22 years old and you're making millions of dollars like that's why you have so many players that have had problems that end up broke because they don't know how to manage their their money correctly and you give them you know, right. too much money, too young, too much responsibility, whatever. So I think part of the argument against it is to not exacerbate that at an even younger age when they're coming in at, you know, 18, 19 years old. But I think al along with that, there could just be better, um, better programs, like better coaching, better leadership around that to, to guide them with it as well. Because again, it's just all these guys at the top can't be profiting on that because they're not doing anything but i agree with you like why shouldn't they be allowed to endorse you know whatever local car dealership or do autograph signings for yeah. for money and, and get paid for that like like why not like what's what's wrong with that um and i think the argument that you know has been made against it and and by the way it's not like this hasn't gone on before that players have received money like it it became i think it became very prominent back with like the u right was one of the big ones where, where that was going on and then the ncaa started cracking down on it but really they cracked down on it and they just kept the money all to themselves so yeah. i don't think it's fair i think that in some respect they should be able to get paid yeah i mean that's that stuff is going to continue to go on there's going to be a bag of money hidden in the ground for all anybody knows for, to get that kid to go there and no one's going to know you know what I'm saying? That's going on everywhere. It, the AAU circuit is is terrible about that. They, you know, they go to the Reebok school, go to the uh, Nike school. Um, you, ha you know, if you sign with L Louisville, we'll get. You know, you're gonna have money. It, it, there's stories out there. So just pay these dudes. Let these dudes make some money on their own. Let them hustle. Like stop letting. Basically, stop making them do it illegally, whether they want to or not. It's there. Like. If somebody wants to give you five hundred thousand dollars, and somebody tells you not, don't tell anybody. What are you gonna do? I'm probably not gonna tell anybody and try to keep it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just a fact of the matter. Well, absolutely.
Because you don't, I mean, at that point, if you're still in college, you don't, you could get injured, like whatever, then your shot's over, yeah. you know? You, you a lot of know. the bad stuff, though, does happen with the parents. You know, the parents want to get involved. They're like, well, I'm going to make something off this right now. So, you know, to get my baby to go to your school, I'm, you know, so it's like, geez, some pizza, lady, stop. Or they're like, yeah, here, we'll, we'll give it to you. Just make sure you sign right here on the dotted line. So, they, you know, that's how they got sucker. Yeah, they need to um, do something. I'm. I'm just, I'm sick of the conversation, <laughs> frankly, at this yeah. point, they need to change it. Yeah. So I got two things kind of here. Um, I got a problem with people that are walking around. We got a coat on and we got shorts and then we got like flip flops or like some kind of sandal looking thing going on. It's snowing, like literally snowing. Um, and, and you're rolling in that. I got a problem with that. You got a problem with that? What what is like, what, what is you, your problem? What are you with trying that? to be a trying to be a tough guy, huh? I don't I mean, know. Like, what are you what are you doing? I mean, that's you're basically describing me about half the time, minus the flip flops. The flip flops is a little extreme. I have been known to run to the gas station or something, you know, out quick in a coat and shorts, and sometimes. Sometimes the indoor outdoor slippers because they're just convenient to to throw on there. But flip flops is a little extreme. That's the only problem that I have with it. Otherwise, I mean, my legs don't get that cold, man. You got the upper body warm. You know, you're just making a quick trip somewhere, whatever. I don't think it's that big of a deal. What's your problem with it? I just think you can't hang. You're not a tough guy. No, I'm just saying like wear pants and like put <laughs> socks on. It's winter, bro. It's, it's 32. It's it's like 20 degrees. And actually, it was like negative five the other day. And I, this is when I seen the dude doing it. And I, was, I yelled at him. I, he, he, I mean, so some people are a little ridiculous with it. flip flops for sure. That's that's a little bit of a stretch. But I mean, I know a lot of people like that. My my offensive line coach in high school. I don't think I ever saw that guy. He was also a gym teacher. Uh, I don't ever think I saw him in anything but shorts the entire time that I knew him. Did not matter if it was snowing, raining, sleeting, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, I mean, he was a big dude, but I, I, some people just don't get cold, man. Like shorts, I don't have that much of a problem with, but the other See, stuff, that's yeah, the thing. I, I would have more respect for him if he was just an all-around, all-the-time sweatpants guy. Like if he just sweatpants all the time, but like. Because you you know you can still wear it when it's hot and be okay, but like he's a sh he's a short guy, it just bothers right. me. You just cover up, bro. Cover it up. I don't know, but I'm just I'm sick of this cold and and snow and and stuff already. I think we've gotten way more snow here since we moved than we ever got down in in Columbus. I'm sick of shoveling. Yeah. I'm just I'm done with it. We have probably a, a foot and a half of snow standing out there right now. It's just been sitting there. I've shoveled my driveway off, I don't know, probably three times, and I'm sick of it. First of all, I'm an idiot. I should have invested in a snowblower before we got this far, so that's my yes. bad. So funny story but, about that. Man. My grandma calls me. She says, hey, I got a snowblower for you. I can't use it anymore. My neighbor's going to come do it for me, whatever. Um, she says, you can borrow it. And I said, Grandma, how am I supposed to borrow it? And I don't have a truck or nothing. And she goes, well, 
you just come pick it up and and honestly while you're picking it up if you, if you want to touch up my driveway and then take it to your house um, she said and then when it snows again just just do your driveway and bring it on over to my house and and I'm like so what's going on here she said like first she said I could have it then it, like I'm renting it and now I'm doing her driveway but then she calls me today and says hey uh my neighbor down the street is coming over to do it. This is sitting here. So whenever you want to come pick it up. And I finally told her, I said, listen, I just called my neighbor and he came over into 10 minutes. I was about tired of, I was about tired of telling her. I didn't know if I was renting or if what was going on. She was charging me. I mean, it seems to me like she's just keeping her options open so that she knows that she's got her situation taken care of. So, you know, here you go, Aaron, you can, you can borrow this, you know, maybe, maybe you come back and touch mine up when, when I need it or whatever, but neighbor guy might take care of it, but it just seems like, you know, how many different uh, deals does she have going out there for people to, to snow blow her driveway? <laughs> that's what that's what I, i'm thinking anyway but she was like she was like yeah tell your dad to bring his uh truck and trailer up and he can take it over to your house and i'm trying to explain to her that during in the snow the four-wheel drive on the truck works but on the back it won't work so i'm trying to tell her that it's going to be hard for him to drive it you know in the snow like it's stupid and for me to explain it she don't understand she's <laughs> she still don't understand COVID. it's just about a riot <laughs> So, Jesus. Oh, so, one, what, what you got? You had something. You had something about a cat. Yes, like the, the craziest story I've ever heard. Now, oh, I don't know. Missing cat found four years later, six hundred miles away. Captain from his owner, Texas, turned up four years later in Arkansas. What? Tell me how crazy that is. Okay, my first question is, uh, how do, how do they know it's the same cat? Did it have still have the tags on it or something? Like, same cat. That's 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 a that's a long way. Possible or for not? A cat do you think do you think that's even possible? I mean, is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. Like, that that's got to be one heck of a cat because I'm just telling you right now that that it must have been at the very least an indoor outdoor cat like there's no way it was an indoor cat because we have two indoor cats here and there ain't no way that either one of them lasts a week so you're calling you're calling nobody BS, finds total bs on this story I'm, I'm saying there's no way man four years later same cat. i mean what did they do they didn't they didn't take its dna you don't have the same cat how the heck do you even verify that okay so let me throw one more zinger by you Who's a all-time greater? All-time great. Rob Ori, Big Shot Bob, or Tom Brady? They both got seven rings. I'm going to go with Big Shot Bob. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> both got seven You're rings. Both. I think Big Shot Bob was just a better leader. He was not a system system player at all. All he did was he, he, had, he had the all-around game. Couldn't guard his sister. Could only hit threes. Who's better or Brady? You're an idiot. All right. I think that's about all the time we have for uh, these shenanigans today. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you the next time. All right, guys. See ya.